Ah, so, <laughs> we've got another media movie. You can thank Patty for that one. Oh my god, Nathan. Oh, <laughs> right, because that's what we did the last time. <laughs> what? Uh, the last time we, we did this, we you did the Hurler, my dear, or my gird, I love birds. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, no, it's no, no, all right, we're not going to, okay, Brendan? <laughs> uh, n- uh, Brendan, again, uh, we're, we're gonna do something different. This Medea thing was funny the first time. Is this, is this, this isn't because I wound you up so bad on the last one, is it? No, nothing. I'm just talking like this. No. Hallelujah. You're doing this on purpose. No. Yes, you are. No, 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 no. I'm just having fun. Brendan? Yours? If you don't knock it off, I... <laughs> you, you, I am going to do my John Madden voice for the entire episode. Hit the theme. You know when I pick a movie, that's when I'm on to pressure now. The question always comes back to me, what will they think? I'm oh, sorry, that's not us. <laughs> that, is, that is not our theme, Nathan. But, no, that is not. Uh, uh, yeah, just, just throw that out there. Just start doing other themes. <laughs> Home video hustle. Home video hustle. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we're done with 2019. This is uh, this is the What Were They Thinking podcast. I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And after, uh, yeah, after a month of looking back at the near flawless uh world that was the year not world 2019 is not a world it's not a planet it's a year (laughs) the near flawless year that was 2019 after Mm -hmm. that we are back to basics kind of because this week uh we go back to another tradition where nathan's wife patty chose the film for us Mm -hmm. and nathan what has she chosen for us she has chosen if you couldn't tell by the opening bit uh, yeah. Medea movie, yeah. <laughs> or the or the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, well, we, maybe it looks like maybe it's uh, podcast roulette. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe, maybe. So, uh, but yes, it's uh, Medea goes to jail. Mm, controversial title, uh, only because it only occurs for about twenty minutes in the movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, she does go to jail, so it's accurate, but. This isn't a Wentworth Orange is the New Black type situation. That's like calling. I mean, think I, I think I referenced Die Hard before with this, but that's like calling Die Hard Hans Gruber falling off a building. Yes. Like, <laughs> you can't just name the movie after one little chunk of the movie. Come on. Right. Take note: John dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I watched twenty minutes of that movie and I was thoroughly confused. Now, in fairness. In fairness. That's not, that's not it. Fair enough. 
<laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it's fair. It's totally fair. It's fair. Um, that movie, the, the, name, the title of that movie is taken from the book. Oh, okay. Oh, when Medea goes to jail, it's the second one we've talked about. It's a whopping budget of $17.5 million. Yep. And it made $90.5 million. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's that's Tyler Perry movies. How do I say this? It does really well in the theaters where it's concentrated. Right. And by really well, I mean like really, really well so that it hits these kinds of numbers. It's crazy, though, because I don't think I've ever seen a Medea movie in this city, in any city I've ever lived in. Like, oh, I don't no? think I've ever seen that it's been in the theaters. Um, I think... I think Diary of a Mad Black Woman played here in St. John, okay, if that, I remember correctly. That I kind of vaguely remember when it came out, but not. But I didn't know anything about what it was. Um, I might, I might have, yeah, that makes sense. But if anything like Medea's, like, I know there was like a Halloween movie a couple mm-hmm. years ago that yeah. definitely didn't come here. No, there was actually a sequel to that. And that also didn't come here. Right. <laughs> uh, so Medea goes to jail. Last time we talked about what Medea's family reunion. Was it? Yeah, it was Medea's family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And this time she's going to the big house. Yeah. So what, what the, what the hell is this movie about Nathan? Uh well uh it's uh, it's about Medea and uh, she goes to jail. <laughs> all right, what were they thinking? Right, <laughs> Tyler Perry was thinking I'm gonna make all the money. <laughs> um, okay, so title jokes aside, um, the movie is essentially uh, uh about an up and coming uh lawyer who is uh, he encounters a, a friend of his uh, from childhood who he went to college with and after uh, an incident they lost touch she became a prostitute and their paths cross and the basically this is the it's the a story but because this is Medea goes to jail it's the B story um he's trying to save her trying to help her get off the streets uh aptly played by Rudy from The Cosby Show. For a second, I was like, man, she looks familiar, but I don't know her as being that old. And then I was kind of horrified when I found out it was Rudy Huxtable. (laughs) A uh, fun fact. <laughs> it's a super fun fact. Super it's an fun interesting fact. tidbit. It's also an interesting tidbit. Patty was the one who figured it out. I because I didn't recognize her either. Yeah, I was like vaguely familiar. I suppose I should have been watching like the credits or something, but <laughs> I oh yeah, we'll get to that. That was that was the toughest part of the movie for me. <laughs> No, the, no, the opening credits. I mean, oh, 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 I thought you were talking about the closing credits. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't really watching too closely for the the starring in this because uh, I figured it'd be most of the usual cast of characters that have been in the Tyler Perry verse. Mm-hmm. Well, you got uh, Derek Luke, and you've got uh, Viola Davis in a pretty early role, right? In terms of her fame, I mean, I think she's been acting for many years, but this is pre like. The Help and Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So, 
yeah, during the opening credits, I wasn't really watching the uh, the starring too closely because I was reading all the the fun little things that they kept putting up about uh, Medea's escapades as mm. to why she would be going to jail in this movie, including that burlesque image, which I didn't need in my life. <laughs> yes, the stripper, and she's also a wrestling rube. Oh yeah, she gets, <laughs> she tackled a, a wrestling champ. It was real to her, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after retreated with the, that fun little collage of Medea's life, um, that we this is where we kind of smash cut into the DA meeting, and uh, the first case being covered is that of Medea, uh, because this is apparently a direct continuation from the previous movie. Which was... Uh, you wanted me to research, didn't you? Medea has road rage? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does end with like a uh, a, a, a police chase. Oh, so, so it's, this you, is like watching know. episode two instead of without watching episode one. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I do... <laughs> I did take a, a second to realize that they weren't... All, I, at first, I thought that it was a police station where they were just, like, watching footage and laughing. And I was like, oh, wait, no, these are all lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Which they they have a good laugh when uh, when they're when they're saying all the charges Medea got. And, you know, I think it's Derek Luke that's like, oh, don't tell me attempted murder. And they're like, attempted murder. And they're like, ah, oh, <laughs> attempted murder. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Um, also, I noted that when that Tom Jones song was playing at the beginning, all I could think of was like, man, I wish we were watching that movie that you pitched with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and the Tom Girls. <laughs> that would have been great. That's totally how it would start, too. I, 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 I'm, man, I'm great with the, the movies that didn't exist, eh? Guys, make <laughs> that movie. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is still a, a fairly young man. Get still alive, so I mean, go for it, I still say. Still alive, still healthy. Yeah. He's not he's not one of those child actors that got into anything bad. It, it can happen. Like put, the poor dude from The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Oof. Put Kathy Bates in that movie. <laughs> and then and then you get the Tom Jones cameo right at the end. Perfect. <laughs> so they, they cuz it all comes to fruition. They get to they actually do get to meet Tom Jones at the end. Yeah, and then he helps yeah. them fight aliens because it turns out it's a it's a side quest of Mars Attacks. <laughs> it's all connecting. Uh, the Tom Jones averse. <laughs> I mean, I guess the Tom Jones averse right now is just Mars Attacks. I don't know any other movies that he's uh, in. That episode of The Simpsons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say Saving Silverman, but that's Neil Diamond. <laughs> uh, so uh, Medea. <laughs> yes, Medea going to jail. Yeah. Um, so this is where, like you said, we, we, uh, we meet the, the B story, although it's supposed to be the A story folks, um, to one of the DAs he's, or up and coming assistant DAs, he's looking to, he's getting married. And one of his friends who's also in the office with him is like, oh, um, let me be your best man at your wedding. It's all about, you know, being seen. Yeah, I think because like, well, he's the he's the DA or assistant DA. You said um, something like that. Derek, yeah. Derek Luke. I think he's the district attorney. Or he's yeah. No, I think he's the assistant DA. And his girlfriend or his fiance Linda is like a big shot too. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why he's like, I want, I want to get my face out there. <laughs> I don't want to be at this wedding. Yeah, because he wants to, he wants to climb the ladder, as it were. Yeah, he wants to get that money in the bank contract. <laughs> there we go. There you We're go. Back. Wrestling reference secure. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Moving on, uh, I think after this we uh, there, we see we meet Uncle Joe again, and he's just smoking weed and like improving for a solid ten minutes. Yep, that's what is. And he <laughs> he, uh, he he posits the idea that um, that smoking weed makes his uh, blood pressure it decreases his blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also says uh, Medea is a popo ho. A popo ho. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, this is when, you know, Brian's there, uh, so real Tyler Perry and Joe, uh, Tyler Perry as Joe, are in the same room. Movie magic. Movie <laughs> magic. Oh, yeah, it's nothing like when they're in the car together and you totally can't tell they're not, they're, they're not in the car together at the same time. <laughs> but this is where you, if you didn't know, now you know, mm-hmm. because he starts asking about i saw this on the news what's up with you and medea apparently it's because a, a high-speed freeway chase yeah um that was seen in the movie meet the browns oh that's the movie okay and she yeah. like assaulted the cops right like at yes least two or three of them she's got uh, results in medea being pulled over and arrested yeah although she is not convicted due to a legal loophole because the officers failed to give her or read her her miranda rights now, I feel like if she assaulted someone, <laughs> visibly assaulted someone, like a, especially a police officer, right? I don't know that this would let her off the hook immediately. So, okay, here, here, she might have gotten off of the charge for I don't know speeding, failing to stop, or whatever. Because when they arrested her, they would have they would have forgotten to. Read her her Miranda rights. Yeah, because she didn't see Miranda nowhere. Right. But she then proceeded to assault police officers, <laughs> yeah. which would have been caught on their police car dash cams. I well, don't think body cams were a thing at that point. Well, there's footage of it because the, the lawyers were watching it earlier. So I feel that she might not have gone to jail over... The high-speed chase because of the loophole, but not the assaulting a police officer. No, I feel like that one is pretty open and shut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And it's the same judge, I think, from the Family Reunion movie. Yes, it is. Because I remember she was in court in that movie, too. Like, is she mm-hmm. just in court in every movie? <laughs> well, I, then we we figured out she was like a hot bench judge or something, one of the TV judges, because we get another one later in the movie too. Yeah, mm. po- and, and I know that the the one that shows up later was a real judge before this. Still weird to see a TV judge show up in a real courtroom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's a couple cameos in this, so yeah, there yeah. sure are. <laughs> um, oh, actually, uh. <laughs> Even though you did get that uh, Money in the Bank reference in there, I do have, I did have a wrestling reference all secured, ready to go, because, uh, you know, as, what's his name? What is Luke's, what is his character's name? Who, Tyler Perry? No, the, 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 the dude who's trying to save Rudy. 
Oh, Derek Luke? Yeah, what's his character's name? Oh my god, I don't... I... <laughs> uh, as Derek Luke is leaving uh, the courthouse, uh, mm-hmm. he's recused himself from Rudy's arraignment because this is one of the few times that Rudy's path and Medea's path cross in the movie. Right. Until much later. Because Derek Luke's character, god damn it, <laughs> because he knows her from before, uh, he recuses himself and hands it off. After the trial, after the, the bail hearing, he bails her out and tries to get her help from the, you know, the streetwise pastor played by Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they get mouthy back and forth at each other. And she calls, I believe she calls Viola Davis a sucker. And I said, can you dig it? <laughs> Perfect. Long way to walk for it, but... <laughs> just just so we're both clear, Derek Luke's character in this name... Uh, character in this name. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Derek Luke's character's name in this movie is Joshua. Okay, there we go. I've, I've, I've got the list up now, too. Because otherwise, other than Medea and Joe and Brian? Well, actually, yeah, Brian. I did know uh, Rudy's name. I just like calling her Rudy. Yeah. Well, let's let. She's Rudy Huxtable, let's face it. Right. right. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm guessing she saw all, you know, not as bad as what could have happened to her if she, if the Cosby show had continued on. If I'm she just... had stayed at home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, that had to happen, and it did. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, yeah. While and and so when he switches off, so yeah, he gets his fiance Linda to like uh, prosecute uh, uh, Rudy. Yeah. Um, when Rudy has that little exchange with Viola Davis, she yeah, she said yeah, she said I ain't got no time for no Jesus jokers. I, <laughs> which is weird to hear Rudy talk like that. Yeah, and she does that for the first part of the movie until later, which is strange. Yeah. So, all that happens, and then we get what we get with every Tyler Perry movie. The car scene? It's going to be a sketch, the plot, a sketch, the plot, a sketch, <laughs> the plot. That's how I really saw this movie. It, is, it was... Um, well, I mean, because it's Tyler Perry. I mean, if I could liken him to Shakespeare, I, 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 I will say that you know he knows that after you have a scene with some severe emotional gravitas, you have to have a comedic relief. Um, not unlike the 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 the, the door porter in uh, the Scottish play. Or the grave diggers in uh, Hamlet. Yeah, just like that. What's that now? I'm just saying. A modern day bard of Atlanta. We'll continue. We get into the car, and uh, this is where they're going to take Medea to church because she said during. Uh, the arraignment that if she was able to get out of this legal entanglement, that she would go by the church. She lied. No, she didn't, because they drove by the church, and she said, there it is, and I just went by it. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think this scene is ten minutes long. Uh, it just feels like that. They do. <laughs> there is a moment, there is a quick moment that I kind of raised an eyebrow where uh, Mr. Brown, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his name, right? The guy in the back. Yeah, it's like, like it's like her, uh, or it's like her. It's, his, Medea's it's her. Son-in-law. It'd be your son-in-law. Yeah, yeah. He says Medea's got a prostate. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, is that supposed to be like a wink to the audience? Like, you Absolutely. know, it's a dude, right? Yeah, hundred uh-huh. percent, uh-huh. it is. You, you know, get it? <laughs> because Tyler Perry knows how to good good sly joke in there, a wink to the audience. Because I mean, really. The man is a genius. Uh-huh. Well, I was waiting for the in-movie twist when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised there... I mean... Well, we'll get to the end credits when we get to the end credits, but I was there was not a whole lot of bloopers going on. It was just an extended improv scene. Uh, yeah, sure was. Uh, yes, because, uh, you know, Mr. Brown says that he got one of them Coca-Cola noscopies. <laughs> And that's and 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 Medea quickly says like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about Coke. Oh, I could go for a, a, a nice glass of Coke." And then later, like, there's a there's a prominent Coca Cola bottle facing the camera, and I'm like, "Wow, this is the weirdest <laughs> endorsement ever." Because <laughs> you know they paid they paid money if it's in like several shots. But it's it's Atlanta, of course. Coke is going to be like, yeah. I just think I just think it's funny that they're like Coca Cola nostomy sounds good to us. <laughs> Um, but then uh, I think at this point Candy is uh, she's been bailed out by yes. Derek Luke, who just uh, slapped down fifteen hundred dollars, yeah, to, to bail her out of prison. But we find out this is where we really find out that they had a past, that they've yeah. known each other for a while, and she goes from a one to a twenty-five very quickly. Well, trauma, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's just us. Um, it's just a, a a snap at the cafe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, it's you know he's he's a reminder of what happened to her. Mm-hmm. So she's you know she's going through the whole PTSD thing again. Which where the she's... whole the, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes, what is this reveal gonna be? <laughs> I knew what that was. I was coming a while. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I was like, if I know, if I know Tyler Perry, meaning I watched one other movie, um, <laughs> it's going to be something that doesn't fit the tone of the rest of the movie. I do have a fantastic joke for it, though, so we'll, we get to it. <laughs> Just um, a tease, a tease for you listeners. Yes. Uh, and his fiance is the uh, worst. She's the worst. <laughs> She kept saying these people so many times, <laughs> and she actually does get called out on it later in the movie. And I was like, "Well, well played, well played." She even says like something about like trash from the ghetto. Yeah, because she's like, "You both came from the same place. You did something she didn't." Yeah, you know, which again, she thinks she's being Republican, um, <laughs> and he's the. But by doing so, she's just reminding him, oh, by the way, it's because he didn't do something. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm all about the, the tantalizing today. Um, Yeah, I just put, are we supposed to hate Linda? Because I hate Linda. Oh, yes. I She's straight out. And they also, like, I, I expected them to do... Something with, like, her preconceived notions about, you know, about Candy. 
and yeah. to have some sort of resolving of that. But spoiler alert, she's a, just a one-dimensional villain. Pretty much. It's <laughs> There's no it, redeeming quality whatsoever. She, oh my god, she has zero, zero redemption in this movie. Yeah, nothing. Nothing uh, at all. Um, so we cut away from the, you know, the serious pathos-ridden scene. <laughs> Back to, to the sketch. Back to another sketch. Uh, Medea shows up at home, and Joe is throwing a party. And all I got, I got a note. Where's Maya Angelou to shame these people? That right? Some of those people are wearing their pants too low, right? And playing dice and and grinding up on each other. I'm like, this is the exact same thing. <laughs> You were yelling about in the reunion movie, Both. but it's old people doing it. So yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, it's cool because <laughs> it's cute and funny because they're old and well, that doesn't work at all. Wait a second, <laughs> I did like the old guy <laughs> asking the peach ice cream. Ooh, that was gross. <laughs> oh, there's there were some lecherous people in that party, and and then that strange like woman that's like, I'm a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Say it, baby. I'm a prostitute. A prostitute? A prostitute is what she said. Streetwalker. Woman of the night. Yes. That's like overall, right? <laughs> Joe's wandering around. He's got his uh, oxygen tube hooked up to a bong, and he's got a crunk cup. Yeah. I, I, I'm watching this and I'm like, Does, is there a movie where Joe eventually dies? Because he can't maintain this lifestyle. <laughs> like, is Medea's family funeral about Joe's death? Uh, no, it's not, actually. That's surprising to me. <laughs> uh, there's some great exchanges in that as far as serious sketch, serious sketch goes. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Uh, someday. <laughs> um, but... I digress. Back to Medea going to jail. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this should have been called. Me Medea goes to jail. Dot dot dot. Eventually. <laughs> Part of her the condition for her release, even though the judge says she couldn't arrest her or, or put her to jail, was that she had to take anger management. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the whole time they're driving home, she's trying her best to manage her anger uh and the whole time she's walking through this party that's happening in her house she's like i'm managing my anger she snaps at a couple people and then they cut to the outside and machine gun fire yeah so she has has a machine gun yes and she's just busting off caps in her house uh, to get these people out of out of her house, and it's not shooting outside, so that means there are holes all over her walls, right? But when I saw that when this this happened, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's how Matthias going to jail." I thought that too. Nope, nope, not yet. There's <laughs> nope. also something else that happens later that I thought, "Oh, this is where Medea goes to jail." Nope, nope. <laughs> um, we meet uh, Candy's uh, friend here. I think Donna. Yes, uh, uh, she was on Graceland. Yeah, and I wrote down, I think she was originally supposed to be played by a, by a black woman. Why do you say that? I don't know. I feel like she's doing like this, the, the, she's doing a kind of a stereotypical way of talking. And it just made me think that it was a last minute recasting. And she was like, I'll just do the same voice. <laughs> no, I, she, that's kind of the way she normally talks. Um, uh, if I remember correctly. Baby Angelina Jolie. 
Yes. <laughs> she does look like her later. <laughs> when she cleans up, she looks like Angelina Jolie, I thought. Mm. Well, it's the lips. Yeah. The yeah. black hair and the lips, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, like, she she was uh, she was in the... Uh, well, what I recognize her from was uh, the television show Graceland, which I enjoyed quite a bit. I think she's also in Planet Terror, but I don't know who she plays. Yeah, she is in Planet Terror, uh, but yeah. I... I uh, yeah, yeah, she is, because uh, I saw that on her IMDb when I was looking, because I originally, I thought that it was uh, the lady who plays Daya on Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. But Viola Davis is uh, handing out uh, food stamps and clean needles. She's like the Robin Hood for prostitutes. Yeah, it's more like the Sister Mary Teresa. I guess she's not stealing the clean needles from rich right. prostitutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, apparently she is Italian American. Uh, Vanessa Ferlito. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I figured that with her last name. Yeah. But she's from Brooklyn, so I oh, mean, that's, there you go. The Brooklyn, go. the Brooklyn accent. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, because she makes a passing mention about how she met Candy in uh, New York, and then had to convince her to come down to Atlanta. Yeah. But she's from Atlanta. Like I didn't get that whole thing. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, well we'll just get, we'll just move on from that. Uh, because I'm gonna tell you, the the B story, which is supposed to be the A story, uh, the dialogue in it is a real plot tease. <laughs> because every time she starts talking about what led her to her life, yeah, she either flips out. Or gets cut off, and we don't find out until much later, which, you know, we're not supposed to, but it's still, it's like, c- come on! It just feels like, it feels like a movie, it, it feels very much like written dialogue, because in real life, if I had like a thing, uh, if I had like a thing, I wouldn't be like, yeah, it just happened when, uh, you know what, it doesn't matter! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep doing that over and over again. So, this is where uh, his... Joshua, <laughs> I got it that time. There you go, Derek his, Luke. D- damn it! <laughs> his fiance uh, finds out that he's still helping Candy, mm-hmm. and she gets cranked right up and utters the line, <laughs> I'm going to go out while you cool off. Yeah. She's the one flipping out. She He's also trying says, to... "Are you? You're still helping that? You're still helping that prostitute?" <laughs> <laughs> which she said with the most disdain in her voice that she could muster. Yeah, which I mean, fair. It looks like she is, but I mean, yeah. But if she <laughs> listened for half a second about why he's helping her and wasn't such a garbage person, then you know, maybe, maybe she'd understand. But I don't think that's the case. No, she's just a villain. <laughs> like, yeah. she's like a Disney villain. Like, <laughs> nothing. There's no. Uh, there's no depth to that character whatsoever. No, there's not. <laughs> um, but this is like. I think this is one of the most harrowing scenes in this movie coming up, because Candy and Donna are like attacked by this pimp. Yes, and it's weird because like okay, so he he takes well he knocks out he punches Donna. He punch. He starts choking Candy. By the way, Mariah at this point looked up and said, "Wouldn't be a Tyler Perry movie without a scene like that, without a man punching a woman in a scene." <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, he does have like a. Uh, I'm not 
not that he's a, like an endorse. I'm not saying Tyler Perry endorses it or anything, but he does a lot of movies with feature heavily on like spousal abuse or just abuse in general. Um, yeah, but that's. I mean, that's his. It's not gonna say it's his go. You're gonna say it's, it's his gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, oh. I mean, if he wants to really portray that the the guy is he's not getting any redemption mm-hmm. and anything that anything bad that happens to him he deserves yeah but nothing happens to that guy yeah that's right there's no comeuppance yeah. for this guy this guy captures candy he's like i'm gonna enslave you and you're gonna be like my my girl and i'm gonna sell you out he's basically gonna traffic her yes and then she like jumps out the bathroom window and then we never see him again <laughs> She went out through the bathroom window. <laughs> that should have played. <laughs> uh, and that's a, it's a pretty harrowing escape. Yeah. Um, and he so she does call Joshua, uh, comes to pick her up, right. and you can sleep on my couch. But it's cool. She also calls the office and she's like, "I need the assistant district attorney's home phone number right now." Oh. I, I didn't catch that bit of dialogue. Yeah, she calls like the office first, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll just connect you." <laughs> <laughs> I thought, she, oh, I thought she was calling the operator. No, I think she just. She, I didn't think she was calling. I thought she was like, "I need to get in contact with him and connect me to his number, please." No, I think she called his office because remember he gave her his business card. Right. And I think she just says, "I need to speak with him," and they're like, "Oh, first of all, I don't know why anyone's in the office at this time of night." <laughs> <laughs> and then well, it might and, be his answering service maybe and then and then she's like and then they're like uh she's like it's me it's an emergency just give me his home phone number and apparently they were like cool here yep. you go lady here you go <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah she sleeps on his couch right 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 yes and um you know it, we get another bit of a plot tease sort of thing his <laughs> Not only is she sleeping on his couch, but is he, she not wearing his fiance's robe while she's doing it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then when Linda sees her, she gets all upset, of course, and mm-hmm. and he shushes her, and she's like, "Oh, what? You're shushing me so the prostitute can sleep?" <laughs> what a like, that's how she says her name every time, just like the prostitute. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and of course she storms out. We get a bit of Cece's backstory, um, but nothing that's gonna, again, take us to the full conclusion, if you yeah. will. That well, uh, she does. She does start to shake, and then she goes, "These ain't the cold shakes, baby." Yes, because we she, she's jonesing. She's uh, clearly got you know some withdrawal from the drugs. But Nathan, that's enough serious stuff. Let's go back to the sketch, right? Because now uh, Medea is being driven around by her daughter, who's trying to help her stay on the the right and good, uh, and tells her she needs to get a WWJD bracelet. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Do you know what that stands for?" And honestly, I like this line a lot. <laughs> What's wrong with Jermaine Dupree? Is that is that? But it, but uh, I'm like, am I supposed to know who that is? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know who Jermaine Dupree is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? J- it Jermaine Dupree. No, no idea. No, no, nothing, eh? Nothing. Who is it? 
Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay, give me a second to look it up. Okay. There we go. Jermaine Dupree is an American rapper, songwriter, and record producer. Oh, okay. Born in Asheville, North Carolina, raised in Atlanta, so that okay. would fit with the uh, what we're doing so here. An, so an Atlanta rapper. Well, he's worked and produced uh, Criss Cross, Mariah Carey, Usher, Jay-Z, Nelly, Monica, Da Brat, Escape, Janet Jackson, TLC, Aretha Franklin, Ludacris, and Alicia Keys. Okay. Also, Bow Wow. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. So, so not yeah. Jesus. No, Jerm- okay. Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> yep. I saw it, and I immediately thought of my What Would Henry Rollins Do t-shirt. <laughs> WWHRD. Yep. Um, they get, yeah, they get, they encounter a dude with road rage. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> Who's wearing, like, a do-rag, I think? Oh, I don't even know. He was just, he was just being an asshole. He and... kinda, I, I thought it was, like, I was like, it looks like Rob Riggle with, like, a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> so. She's, uh, Medea's daughter's like, I'm just going to let it go. It's going to turn the, going to turn the other cheek. Yeah. Yeah. And then Medea's like, it's like, you turn one cheek, you turn two cheeks. How many cheeks you got left? And she's like, pull up on him. She's got a gun. So I'm guessing this is the part where you were like, oh, this is where Medea goes to jail. Sure did. Nope. She does run him off the road, though. This movie should just be called Medea's Cock Tease. Right. Plot Tease. Plot oh, Tease. There you go. No, that's the that's the porno parody. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, don't even, I don't even want to imagine that world. So, okay, so... Um, do we have the Dr. Phil scene next? Because they were on their way to... Anger management. Well, there's a there's a, a little aside here where um, uh, Viola Davis shows up and and, and uh, at Joshua's house and uh, oh I did it too and they tell Good Candy job. that uh, they got her a job interview right and and Can- she gets a real confrontational because Candy's like ah oh, go to hell and she's like no you go to hell you first. <laughs> yeah, you first. I'm like wow. And she's like a playground bully. <laughs> well, I mean it's just. I I think the idea that, that they were that Tyler Perry was trying to do because he likes to really flush out his characters and get a full a, get a full deep uh, well rounded character that Viola Davis is she's not just your average street pastor she's she's tough and she's you know she she can walk the walk and talk the talk and and she's seen some things too I mean it what it really does is it speaks to him as a true auteur someone who can really really draw you in with his character development so the Dr. Phil scene eh yeah that's next okay cool uh this was the worst scene for me <laughs> really I hate this scene so <laughs> now much. is it because it involves two people that you hate the most um if you're asking me which one is worse the answer is a resounding dr phil yes 100 percent. he is uh, he is gross <laughs> <laughs> um just this and then the fact that this movie is just like oh yeah he's totally just doing regular doctor stuff outside of his talk show i'm like come on movie <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about that anymore well, I don't normally see people on a one-on-one basis, but I saw that thing on the TV and I just had to meet you. Medea, I want you to have a gay relationship. 
<laughs> Jesus. So yeah, she's this... talking about, you know, she's talking about her, uh, I don't know, her anger management stuff. And the reason why she needs to get people who, you know, they try to get her, but she needs, they need to get got before she gets got. Mm, you get got it? Got it. Got it. Get, got get, get my brain exploded. <laughs> why do you feel the need that you got to get somebody all the time? It's like, get them, get them, get them. You don't think that's angry? If they got me, got me, got me, I got to get them, get them, get them. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Well, but, well, what you call getting got is a whole lot different than what other people call getting got. It doesn't take much to get you, does it? Well, when you're getting got and somebody done got you and you go get them, when you get them, everybody's going to get got. Yeah, but if you're getting somebody that you say got you when they didn't get you to begin with, then you're getting the godders when they didn't do anything to you yeah, to get you. Yeah, but if the godders get me, I'm going to get my Glock. I well see this is the thing Nathan when you when you when you need a good improv partner you want to find someone who's had a lot of experience like Dr. Phil <laughs> right <laughs> who just keeps asking basically the same questions <laughs> I did I I did like uh the way she kept repeating his questions back to him and it was thoroughly driving him up the wall. Now, I know this is movie magic. It's not really happening to Dr. Phil, but I was like, Dr. Phil deserves to have this happen to him in a real-life situation. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I was laughing because I was like, he doesn't know what to come up with to go to come back to what she's saying. Because, like, every time she would do that, he just asks the same question or he asks a different question. Yeah. And I could feel like, I was like, ah, is there some real-life frustration here? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but that goes nowhere. They basically... Uh, I've heard that this getting got got getting is like their, their attempt at doing like a who's on first routine. <laughs> and and you can only, you know, do so much when the, uh, the person doing the routine with you is Dr. Phil. Blech. <laughs> yep. So after this, we get the job interview scene, which takes a huge left turn. Oh, my God, yeah. I was like, whoa! <laughs> Candy goes in for this job interview with this dude, and he's all like not impressed by her resume and stuff. Why'd you, why'd you only take two years of college? She's like, because I left. Duh. Yeah. And then he's like, how much do you want this job? And I'm like, holy shit, are we really doing this? <laughs> and, and we are, yeah. uh, because he... <laughs> He proceeds to be a skis, and I actually have like, um, isn't he supposed to be working with the church? Yeah, well, she, and she even says like, you're to Viola Davis, like your Christian ain't so Christian after she kicks him in the nuts. Yes, and then Viola Davis just comes in and just like beats him with her purse. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and well, I mean, again, he, you know, he kind of deserves. <laughs> oh, for sure, he deserves. I mean, he. I hope he goes like to jail or at least you know gets in some kind of legal trouble mm-hmm. that's that's pretty horrible it's pretty awful and prey on someone who's like you know in that desperate vulnerable situation well especially considering if if they're working with her church and knowing the kind of outreach work that she does for him to do that it seems kind of foolish actually because there's how do you how do you do that and be like there's you know ah, there's no way i'm gonna get caught doing this yeah, I don't know how he thinks that he'll be able to get away with it. And, like, also, like, if you're going to do that to someone, they need to... I feel like she would have to be, like, appearing more desperate for the job. She looks like she doesn't give a fuck. Mm. So does he really think that, like, 
she needs him all that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like that power dynamic thing. Yeah. Where it's like, if the person is desperately struggling to find a job and you're like, oh, going to make it worth my while, then you have more chance of getting away with it. But if the person's like, I don't give a fuck, guess what? You're going to get caught. <laughs> hmm. Let that be a lesson to all you white perverts out there. <laughs> oh, well, you, all you white male perverts. <laughs> um, actually, don't learn from my lesson because you should get caught. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, I do. I did have a Dead Alive reference before uh, because I noted that Viola Davis kicks ass for the Lord. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say someone's got the bite. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh then again we have another fun sketch because uh Medea is talking to Cora uh mm. at the hair salon and she's been there for 5 hours. Yep. <laughs> and uh and she's there because well, you know, she needed some me time. Uh to it Medea starts going on about me time. Do you think I hit that stripper pole to put food on the plate? Because I didn't have any me time. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Again, going back to that stripper image that I did not need. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and Joe, Joe basically calls her fat for like well, five minutes. <laughs> because she's saying that she needs, you know, they need money. Uh, well, they need to go get food. Yes. Yeah. And and they're low on funds and all this, that, and Joe does an extended joke about how uh, someone called with a job offer for her uh, three meals a day and like 20% of the of the gate and all that. And then when she gets interested as to what he's talking about, he's like, oh, the zoo called, the whale died, and they need someone to go down and just swim around all day. Wah, wah. Yeah. So... But when Medea gets to, Medea decides to drive anyway, even though she's not supposed to. And she deals with a real Karen in the parking lot. Oh my god, yes. Also, like, even for a movie like this, that girl, that actress who plays, like, I'm just gonna call her Karen. Her acting is so broad. Like, it's just, it's almost a cartoon. That was my parking spot, and you gonna jump in front of me and take my damn parking spot? Are you insane? Put my car down! Okay, I'm gonna put it down for you. Old woman, put my car down now! And, I mean, I know the there are other parts of the, the sketch part where, you know, the acting is not exactly subtle, but she even, st- like, I, th- I found it even stuck out in, th- in these scenes. Mm. Like, when she's screaming later, and I'm just like, oh my god. But... I mean that; those are the, those are the sketches in the movie. Yeah. So everything has to be cartoonish and and turned up to eleven. I just thought he was it turned up to like twenty five. <laughs> just just what just when with her do- delivery, it just seemed okay. like even crazy for this movie. I did notice that while she was driving around looking for a spot, there was a spot. Just on the other side of one of those rows. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, wasn't it like she wanted to get one like close to the door or something? It was. It wasn't as close as the one that she got cut off from, oh, but okay. it was still like three or four spots down from the door, and also, it was more central as well. Also, I believe this scene is mostly ADR. 
because it's all shot from like a, a huge long shot of the car just like driving around the parking lot and we hear Medea talking and yelling and I'm just like oh wow they did not record any dialogue on this day <laughs> But yeah, Karen takes the parking spot and uh, Medea um, has a crazy revenge plan. Mm-hmm. What does she take? Like a like a forklift or something? It's, well, it's it's a loader. Yeah. Um, it, and it looked, it looked like it was a pallet loader because it had the two forklifts on it. But I can't think as to why, uh, you know, uh, a Kmart would have a pallet loader that extended that high. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but I, I, I again though I did I did kinda enjoy it. Uh there was a fun part where the where Karen was inside and I was like, fourteen ninety nine for Joe Boxer? What a deal <laughs> Two thousand that's the that's them two thousand nine deals. Yeah. Uh, but she does pick up her car and just, she does that whole joke thing where it's like, put my car down, put it down, okay. <laughs> puts it down, just smashes it. That's well, the budget right there, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, and, and then you're like, oh, this is what gets her arrested. Not yet. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. We're getting there. A- after that whole thing, um, oh, yes, because Medea... Does like she goes to get away and she does like this Dukes of Hazard roll uh, to take off and then we cut back to uh, Candy uh, Jonesing like super hard. Yeah, right outside Josh's apartment, Josh yeah. and Linda's apartment, and then he like puts her into the onto the couch to lay and like puts a blanket on her. And Linda liter- Linda says, and I quote, "You never did anything like that for me." Like what? Wait, wait, wait. To which I noted, you've never kicked heroin before. That's what I thought. I was like, "Whoa, is this a is this a twist?" <laughs> Linda was a heroin addict. <laughs> that he also nursed to health. Like, what's going on here? Well, I'm gonna find out because they're calling me right now. Oh shit! Give me one second. So Tyler, it's great to talk to you, pal. Um, yeah, this whole thing with Linda kicking H is was was that a subplot? Oh. Well, no, that makes sense. Well, I mean, you are as gifted as you are. I mean, no, I mean, honestly. Honestly, the bard of Atlanta. That's the only way I can describe you. Hang up that phone. Well, yes, Shakespearean, of course. Oh, you're you're modest to a fault as well. It's so refreshing. So refreshing. up that phone. Okay, so it it was it was just sort of a it was supposed to be a subplot, but you wanted to keep her more flat and one dimensional. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, you do want a, a really hard villain. Oh, God, it's such a pleasure talking to you, Tyler. Again, so much talent, so much talent. Eat but shit. I, uh, that was Brendan, and I'm gonna let you go. Okay. All right. Bye. Don't you. Ever embarrass me like that in front of Tyler Perry ever again. He is an international treasure. He's a Nick Cage movie? No, international oh, treasure. International yes. treasure. It's international treasure. <laughs> national treasure. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So, Hallelujah. Uh, so okay. Uh this is where 
uh, we move on and uh, we do find out what here. Linda is padding her cases. Yes! And uh, he, uh, Joshua's friend cheated on his bar exam. So they're both awful. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, Chuck's not great, but Linda is literally... Oh, she's way worse. Linda, yeah, Linda is literally <laughs> making it so that people serve longer terms. Right. Padding her, her convictions. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. And then, and then I think this is where we finally get the reveal. Yes. Uh, that Joshua to... went to Duke university. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. And yep. Candy was very upset. The end. No, because she went there too. Oh, Oh, Duke. Right. Yeah. Remember how I said I had a joke about that? Uh, <laughs> get it now. <laughs> okay. I thought there was actually a line where he just said, I went to Duke. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what happens. Yep. It's not that, honestly, honestly, I figured it was something along those lines that she was, like, assaulted in some way. Mm-hmm. So it's not super surprising. But it was, I, I mean, I do think they imply that it was the entire football team. Yes. Which is not the lacrosse team, crazy. but still, God. yeah. But uh, I just mean like it was it was a lot of people, and apparently he yeah he just left, and then he felt bad for leaving. Now this is some really intense subject well, matter, but no. If I understand correctly, the way they told it is that she, when they went to university or college together, uh, he was popular. She was not so much. Uh, yeah. was made fun of. And then uh, the I don't know a fratern I don't know if it was a football fraternity house. They're having a party. Uh, he had a date that night, and they said, "Ah, you should still call her to come over to our party." And she comes over. He goes out on his date, and this all happened while he was out on his date. Right, like he was unaware that that happened until after the fact. But he's guilt. He feels guilty because he didn't help her after the fact. He didn't stand up for her and speak out for her. Right. Yeah. But I will. Um. So yeah, it is some very intense like subject matter. But I was gonna say that the the reveal of the scene when he's like when he's like getting emotional. It's all. It's so. It's so insane and intense that it almost became like overly melodramatic, and I was like, "Whoa, the acting is crazy." <laughs> his his crying is is crazy. Like it just it, it was it was borderline like bad acting. So I kind of chuckled and then felt bad because of what I was chuckling at. But I was mostly just <laughs> laughing because the acting was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But now Medea finally goes to nope. She goes to court, not jail yet. Well, you got to go to court first. And she, and, and, oh, the judge is not here. Nathan, who walks in as the judge? <laughs> judge Mathis. <laughs> yep. Another TV judge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he isn't having any of this shit. No, he's a no-nonsense judge. Yeah, he's all going Business. to jail. Yep, yep going to jail. <laughs> Heading yep. off. Uh, <laughs> then it's like um, uh, Candy is on the streets. And she gets, uh, she goes over to see some guy. He's like, "Hey, fifty dollars, uh, make and it worth your while." I gotta say this, yeah. The I, lap dance I had in Victoria, you know, <laughs> with the uh, insane in the brain as the song, mm-hmm. was ten dollars less than what she's given away. I mean, she really, I feel, 
you know, undervaluing herself. Undervaluing, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and she, that's Rudy Huxtable. Right. In the context of the movie, too, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, wouldn't that be a great reveal if that was her real name and she said, I had to get away, I had to get away? <laughs> well, they but, do make some allusions to her dad that yeah. they never fully explore. <laughs> um, what was I going to say here? Oh, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that, okay, so this guy turns out to be an undercover cop, right? Yes. But they don't really say what they're doing. She just says like, oh, $50, blah, 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 and then gets in the car and then he immediately arrests her? Well, he shows her the the badge, yeah. Doesn't, don't, like, I I thought, I mean, if I've seen enough episodes of Cops that I think if they do like a prostitution sting... Don't they have to make it all the way back to the room first before they can no, do that? No, no. Uh, but what does have to be done is there has to be a hard offer of sex for cash. Which I don't believe there was. No, because she says, I'll give you the, the special 50 bucks and whatever you want. Yeah. Which is not a hard offer of sex for cash. And I think that's why so many times it happens in the room, because that's where they finally say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, but what would have happened, I mean, it still could have happened there, Mm -hmm. because if she had gone up to the the window and said, you know, I'll do this for this, what would have happened then is... She would he said he was like, get in, get in, show her the badge, boom. That's arrested uh sorry, arrested for solicitation of prostitution. I do think that the cop maybe should have uh driven away a little bit first before he did it too, though, because it's like, oh, now all the prostitutes know there's a cop around. <laughs> yeah, well that's I suppose that that leads to your uh ideas as to why it usually takes place away from the stroll. That too. it doesn't happen there because then the girls know, oh, I know what that guy looks like. He's an undercover cop. And that guy can never be undercover on Vice ever again. That's right. Ladies, just ask them if you can take naked pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, what, that, that's what it is, right? No, I always say that, uh, in my opinion, not experience, in my opinion, if you film it, you can claim it was pornography. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Just yeah. slip. Let people love who they want to love for whatever uh, financial uh, exchange they want. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't get, don't get those pimps involved. Right, and that I mean, not to get up in my soapbox about yeah. prostitution. Go but for it. That that's really that's the beginning and end of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you can remove if you can remove the pimps from it and make it a safer environment for. Uh, the women and men who are involved in the sex trade, there's no reason as to why it can't be legalized. Yeah, as long as it's, like, um, regulated. As long as it's, it's consensual and it's regulated. Exactly. It, and they, it, they do it in Europe, parts of yeah. Europe. Yeah, they do it, well, they do it, and and they do it in some parts of the states, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. you go to uh, Nevada, so there yeah. you go. So, there's no reason as to why it can't be, because... Uh, the people who need to be taken out of the equation aren't the workers. Right. It's the the pimps and also the abusive Johns who don't get charged because the ladies who are working are afraid to come forward to say they were raped or they were assaulted uh, because 
it happened while they were working as a prostitute. I can't believe we had a serious discussion about this on an episode about a Medea movie. <laughs> well, it's a Tyler Perry movie. He presents serious subtext, and you followed really by have to fart into... jokes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sorry, not fart jokes. Fat jokes. There is that better? Fat jokes. Yeah. Uh, so that we finally go to jail, Nathan. Seventy-two we... minutes into this movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and this is where Patty was like, I was really expecting like Orange is the New Black, but with Medea. That should have been most of the movie. That's fair. But uh, I, <laughs> when Medea goes fair. goes to jail, I was blown away by the appearance of a young Sofia Vergara, right? A murderer of eighteen men. Yes. <laughs> I was really impressed when I saw her. I was like, that's great. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. she, she didn't I, really... I wasn't used to her being dressed in such a subdued manner, though. That, too. Yeah, she looked different. Because, I mean, this is, like, over ten years ago. Yeah. But as soon as she started talking, I was like, oh, that's Sofia Vergara. Yeah. And she calls her... She says, I have brownies for my brownie. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> but it's Tyler Perry. He wrote that dialogue. It's cool. Uh, he did, but, you know. <laughs> Friend's like, yeah, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, she does comment on it. It's whatever. If it was if it was written and directed by, like, fucking, I don't know, anyone else, I'd be like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> but uh, C- Candy is also uh, thrown in there because, you know, we found out earlier Linda was padding cases and Candy got 17 years. Yes. Um, and then she she ends up in the same cell as Donna. Well, you know, plot convenience. Oh, hop the yin yang. <laughs> this is where I got a real, like, girl interrupted vibe. <laughs> uh, we did, yeah, that. We do get some really fun stuff, um, which, again, I, I feel should have been more and. I could have watched a good portion of this movie having all this stuff go on. When she, Romadia starts having that interaction with Big Sal. <laughs> with all the, all the, all the jokes are just about how she looks like a man. Yeah, young man. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, she eventually um, beats the shit out of her. I just put Medea beats up Bridget Nielsen. She mm. beats, she beats respect out of her. <laughs> Because then later in the movie, that girl is just like, you got it, Medea. I'm like, what? Well, no, it's not that. It's when they're having their their meeting. Yeah. Uh, because they go to, like, a, I don't know if it's an anger management or a, a victim support group that Viola Davis, is her character, is putting on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Medea gets fed up with, all the folks saying, you know, I'm in here because of him or I'm in here because of them. And she delivers this impassioned speech about taking ownership of your own behaviors and whatnot. And that that there is what is apparently supposed to cue Big Sal being like, all right, maybe she's all right then. Which is, yeah. <laughs> just like you just you just uh, attempted to rape Candy for part of the movie, had a fight where Medea... 
burned your face. <laughs> yeah. She says something about uh, taking responsibility, and you're like, yeah, she's all right. <laughs> well, I mean, this th- the thing is, they needed to get that fight, that, that tussle out of the way as soon as possible because it was a very pressing matter. Uh... Ba-doom! <sighs> you're welcome. Congratulations. Feeling good, feeling good about myself. <laughs> um, Candy went from a non-believer to a believer very quickly. In regards to... Well, she like, earlier in the movie, she's like, don't give me that Jesus nonsense. Oh, okay. And now she's all, God is good. <laughs> well, I mean, some time does pass because we get a fantastic um, calendar montage. Yeah. And then... Uh, we cut to like several different images of uh, of, of Candace uh, or Candy or Cece or whatever you want to call her because she's got like three names in this. R- Rudy Huxtable. Rudy Huxtable cleaning herself up. Uh, we get Cornrose Medea. Yep. <laughs> on visiting day. Um. So uh, and was it? I oh this is what. Uh, we get to a point where. Um, Candy and Joshua are ha- kind of having their their back and forth, and she asks him something. Mm, I can't remember what it was. She asks him if he knew what they were gonna do to her that night. Right, and she asks him a second time. Yeah, and I have a note. She should not have had to ask that twice. Yeah. He should have been like, no, immediately. Nope. Yep. And if there's a hesitation for a second, he girl, knew. turn around. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's in episode three. Medea gets Candy a new man. <laughs> a candy man. <gasps> oh, Medea meets Candy man. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. That's great. Starring Tyler Perry and Tony Todd. <laughs> That'd be Boo Three, uh, Medea Halloween. Medea meets Candyman. Bit of a bit of a mouthful as far yeah. as titles go, but I'd might, watch it. We might want to workshop that title, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll pitch that into Fox or I guess Disney now. <laughs> uh, we'll get Virginia Madsen to come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she and she basically tells Joshua like and he finally says. No, I had nothing to do with it after she asks him twice, which, like Nathan said, is a big red flag. Yep. Um, and then she says, like, I forgive you. Um, have a good wedding day. <laughs> which is like, the way she says have a good wedding day is so not saying have a good wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> but when he goes to the wedding, um, he he he's just casually browsing through her file and finds, and that's how he figures out shit's not right. right? Yeah, because he's like, He's he's saying there's something that's just not adding up here, yeah. and then uh, Charlie says, "I've got I've got to talk to you about this." And then, oh, this is <laughs> this is a scene that I legitimately laugh because they're reading their wedding vows, <laughs> and she does hers, and then he's like, "Okay, time for you to read his vows." Just the fact that he waits for the vows to do this. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, He's ba- basically like not verbatim, but basically when it comes to him. He's like, "You're a piece of shit." Yep. <laughs> I actually wrote, "Please have uh, the phrase stank ass liar' in your new vows, please." 
He didn't, though, unfortunately. <laughs> no, but he does expose her for, like, uh, loading cases and, uh, well, loading her case anyway, or yeah. padding cases. And he's like, I can't, I can't be married to you. I can't be married to a monster or something like that. And he runs off and... I hope re- that his, his friend Charlie kind of tips out because... At first, he was all like, "It's I need to be seen. I need everyone to see me. I need to get my face out there. And he's like, I don't want my face out here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in the middle of this. <laughs> but yeah, he runs to the prison and was as they, they have their big reunion. I love it. Was such a, it's such a movie moment, too, where they're like kissing and the guard is like, hey, no touching. And he's like, shut up, man. Yeah, not how visitation works. <laughs> nope. And then you, you hear him go. Certainly do not get the Tell the guards to shut up. <laughs> and then you hear the guard go, ah, oh, the heck with it. <laughs> yeah, nope. As if, like, I can't stop love. <laughs> uh, take it from me. I have visited people in prison. That is not how that works. You cannot touch. Nope. And you certainly can't tell the guards to shut up. No, it's probably not a good idea if you're the prisoner or the visitor. Nope. Cameo Palooza is next. Yes. Because it's a radio montage where they've got, like, Al Sharpton, Steve Harvey, all these people who are taking up the cause of Medea. Just Medea. <laughs> no, nobody else that's been sent there, like, right? R- like, wrongfully. <laughs> Although there's, like, 17 people at the end. Uh <laughs> Get out yeah. due to wrongful conviction. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I thought it was going to be people being like, oh, this Linda is horrible. Like, everyone she's sent there should be freed. But no, it's just Medea. Um, except Whoopi Goldberg is not okay with Medea being released. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I like how, like, they show the view, right? Everyone gets their little line in it. And, of course, Elizabeth Hasselbeck's line is about gun control. Of course right. it is. <laughs> fuck's sakes well okay and during the i guess during the radio montage someone says that medea was in jail for a victimless crime uh yeah what are you talking about she trashed that lady's car that lady as much as we may not like her was still a victim (laughs) yes that was destruction of private property. Expensive private property at that. I don't even know if there is such thing as a victimless crime, honestly. Like, it's pretty tough. Unless you're like, unless it's like back in the day when weed was not legal. Like, that's well, a that's, victimless crime. I, when people say a victimless crime, they mean the only person who's being harmed in whatever is considered the crime is themselves they're doing self-harm so it's a victimless crime because the person who's doing it is doing it to themselves they're not coerced into doing it they're doing it of their own free will but a lot but a lot of times people say like and that and stealing from walmart yeah i mean like like, victimless crime you know what i mean like shoplifting some people say oh that's a victimless crime they're big corporations i'm like they're technically still victimized by it yeah. I mean, it might not be, you know, it's dollars and cents, but I mean, still. <laughs> uh, and and the news, on the news when they're reporting this, I wrote that as like, is Linda, da- Linda Davis is basically on the level of like a president of a country. Like, they're, ta- they're like the most powerful person ever to go to jail or something right. like that. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, if Linda is this like 
famous. We we should have got scenes of like people trying to get her autograph earlier or something. Well, you would. Th- well, she was. I mean, okay, locally, she yeah. probably would have been a big deal, rising up in the ranks. It seems like it's all over the place though. But like, that's when- yeah, that's it. It seems like it's getting national attention, right? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, they get, I feel that it would have been, it would have been covered differently in Seattle. (laughs) Well, uh, Atlanta assistant district attorney, uh, is going to jail for, you know, irregularities and, uh, padding her cases, uh, up next sports. (laughs) Basically, I, I'm, I'm really glad that, um, and I know it was 2009 and nobody knew about this yet, but I'm really glad they didn't go with like a Today Show clip. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that one of the one of the folks, uh, one of the names that gets called uh, when Medea and them are getting freed uh, is Ida Mae Jones. Isn't was, that a person that Mo- was... Moda Mae Jones was the name of Whoopi Goldberg's character in Ghost. Oh, see, you know who I thought that was? I thought that was the woman that like... Kim Kardashian got Donald Trump to get out of prison. No. Okay. No. okay. <laughs> not, not to my knowledge. I was like, that's a weird, uh, that's a weird <laughs> reference or people. Would, I, I guess Tyler Perry knew who she was 10 years ago. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then we, um, everybody. Yeah. They, all the, all the women, I, I guess Donna doesn't get released though. Right. Her name never gets called. I thought, I, she, I thought she did. Unless her name is Andrea. Huh. Because, like, I'm, uh, I, I was uh, listening to the names, because the first, like, when I watched it, I was like, she looks, like, a little bit upset, but happy for Rudy. And I was like, wait a minute. And I went back, I was like, I didn't hear her name announced. <laughs> well, maybe she didn't get, maybe she wasn't prosecuted by Linda. Which means that she's not going to be in there for very long. True. So. Yeah. Uh, but we don't, we also don't know what she, what she specifically did. Maybe she also, maybe she helped uh, Sofia Vergara murder 18 people. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and now we get out, and Medea is going to church this time. Um, and then uh, Joshua and and Candy kiss, and that's the end. That's the end. No, it's not. Well, it's it's the end of the A B. Uh, we do, of course, get the aforementioned uh, extended improv scene of the therapy session between Medea and Doctor Phil. Yeah, because like if you if you were watching that scene like us, you were probably like, "Man, I can't get enough of Doctor <laughs> Phil. Can I have approximately ten more minutes of him while I watch the credits?" Boy, howdy, Kenya! Oh, it goes on for the entire run of credits. It, which, again, for me, I was like, I think I probably would have rather seen more, you know, bloopers and character breaking, especially yeah. with Medea, you know, being Tyler Perry. <laughs> And and especially like there is a couple of moments in this long take where they do kind of break up. It's like just show those quick moments. Yeah, we don't need to see the entire fucking rough take of their scene together. <laughs> I did. I I did enjoy the one portion of this that wasn't in the original session was where Medea kind of alluded to the fact that she did porn too. Oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that. Nothing, nothing, doesn't really add much of anything except Tyler Perry and Dr. Phil trading back and forth. Well, mostly Tyler Perry throwing lines at Dr. Phil and him, like, not knowing what to do because he's no good at improv. Improv! 
Improv. So yeah, so that's uh, that's Medea goes to jail. Yeah, Nathan, you gonna recommend this one for the people out there? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if you like Tyler Perry movies, have at it. Okay. Um, I, I will say this: I was in a uh, Canadian state of mind when I watched it, so <laughs> I I enjoyed it probably a little bit more. So it's like a qualified recommendation. Yeah, yeah, there's qualifications that go along with it. You're definitely going to want to have some sort of inebriation. Yeah, I'm going to say if you want to see Medea go to jail, um, just start at 72 minutes. Yes. (laughs) And there's like maybe three scenes of her doing like goofy stuff in jail. Um, If you don't want to watch a horrifying drama about you know <laughs> prostitution and drugs and rape with a super one-dimensional villain yeah i mean maybe don't watch the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah. that's that's yeah that's what i'm gonna say i guess okay. if you like tyler perry movies you'll probably like it but yeah well and that's not necessarily because again patty said that um uh, she didn't like it as much as she liked uh the Halloween one, uh, we watched the funeral one recently. She thought that was great. Uh, you know, family reunion, she laughed at that. But this one here, she was like, I think it was because she was let down. Because like you said, she doesn't go to jail until the last 20 minutes of the movie. Tyler, when Ernest goes to jail, he goes to jail right away, God damn it! Right. So, I mean, if there's one thing that Tyler Perry could learn, I don't think there's a whole lot of things that Tyler Perry can learn because, oh I mean, God. again, Go to a commercial. genius. Just a genius. Go to a commercial. And, and then after Go that... Go to a commercial! What were they thinking? What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. What Were They Thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are back. Ooh, okay, you're going to take it down a notch, turn down the uh, the volume. Oh, not too far. Oh, there we go, I'm, perfect. I'm, I'm sorry about how long I went on there previously, mm. uh, but I think you could probably cut a, a, a maybe five or ten minutes off of that 45-minute rant. Um, Yeah, that's all I'll uh, cut. That's good, the good ticket. to know, good to know, good to know. So, Nathan, it's time for the low haiku. Yes, the low haiku. 17 perfect syllables to describe a perfect movie by a perfect writer, director, producer, and actor. Okay. Would you like to begin? Yes. It's far from Wentworth. Orange is the new Medea. Makes all the money. Thank you, Gauss. Thank you. You understand. Gauss's family reunion. I'd watch that. (laughs) 
Me too. There'd be a lot of monsters. We space Gauss would be there. Uh, the Gauss from the uh, Guardian of the Universe from the '90s, of course. The original <laughs> Gauss from the '60s would be there. Oh no, what have I? What have I done? And then Gauss from Gamera, Super Monster, would probably show up. Also, the Gauss that show up at the end of Gamera, the Brave. Uh, it's my favorite. One of my favorite movies, The Men Who Stare at Gauss. Right. Yeah. George Clooney was was underrated and underappreciated in that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Drawn out comedy mixed with rape and drugs and jail assaulted by tone. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Very good. Very good. <gasps> and we're out. Yes. Oh. We are back. We are out. Yeah. And proud. Oh, wait a oh, second. Uh, um, nope. uh, Nathan, uh, what do we always say? <laughs> what do we always say? Don't take a word for us. Good save. Whew. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not. Well, uh, it's 2020. You should be living your best life. We already talked about how gigantic Mariah's penis is, so... Eh, well, people can infer what they want to infer. Okay. <laughs> oh, Nathan. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, what yes. Do, what, there is a disparity here. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> what is the critics rating for this? The, the critics have uh, this cinematic masterpiece uh, rated at 27. Mm-hmm. And the audience... It's quite close to that, right? (laughs) Well, um... It's only one number off of one of the numbers in that 27. Oh, okay, so like 46. 96! Jesus effing Christ. Okay, man, he, he has fans, and his fans are loyal. His fans are online. Yeah, um, yeah, wow. I mean, I think all of his movies have this huge disparity, because I think, like I said, I think if you're going to see a Tyler Perry movie in theaters, I don't think you're prepared in any way to not like it. Right. So I think that accounts for that 90. I think the 4% is people who just watch it casually, and they're like, fuck this. (laughs) Uh, Okay, critics, critics, let's go into this. Um, My first one, the first one I'll read here is from Nathan Rabin of the AV Club. Uh, Perry's playing to the cheap seats, drag shenanigans, hijack a morose street melodrama every 15 minutes, and haul it into places even Flavor Flav fears to tread. (laughs) C plus, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Wesley Morris from the Boston Globe had uh, the gripe that we kind of shared throughout. Uh, The women's prison dramedy I wanted never really happens. Very true. And a very similar thought from Candace Frederick of Real Talk Online that says, Unfortunately, the movie isn't about Medea going to jail at all. That would have been a funny movie. <laughs> I feel it would have. I really feel I would love to have seen a Medea movie in, like, Oz. <laughs> oh my god! She's like Just stabbing con- at a BC or something, <laughs> saying, confronting J.K. Simmons, right? <laughs> So how just you could have that scene that Dr. Phil scene, but instead it would be her and uh, Ernie Hudson. As there the you go. See, yeah. yeah, you're on board. Yeah, I, I, I watch. I'll watch it. Okay. Um, well, 
Elizabeth Weitzman uh, from the New York Daily News. She mm. enjoyed it, apparently, giving it a fresh one. Okay. Um, adapting his own play, Barry has spared the plot way back while, ha- while giving his law-breaking matriarch more room to run free. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> well, from the New York Daily News. So. Yeah. I think that's probably what Elizabeth Weitzman sounds like. I think, I thought that was just a recording of her that you had ready. Oh! Oh, forgot about it. Uh, Ken Hank, Hanky of the Mountain Express. I Man, this guy, he keeps getting some time on our podcast, <laughs> I was eh? going to say, he gets a lot of play here. Uh, he says, Hokey and ham-fisted, cheaply made and appallingly edited, even good actors like Derek Luke and Viola Davis are at a loss to get past the dialogue and the characters. Mm. Uh, Sean McBride, Sean the movie guy, oh, says cheese son. Um, maybe <laughs> I'm guessing probably. Yeah. Uh, Perry knows what his fans want. That would be Medea, and so his fans should be well pleased by his latest film. <laughs> uh, I got one more from Tim Brayton of Antagony and Ecstasy. Okay. <laughs> a tedious melodrama stuck on top of shrill comedy, and the two parts are both the worse off for the combination. Uh, my last one is from Jackie Cooper. Oh, wow. He writes, two movies for the price of one, but the comedy smashed against the drama makes the whole thing less entertaining. Ah, so very similar thought. Uh, there seems to be a trend among these reviews here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a mashup of tones that doesn't really come together. Yeah, this is not the Reese Peanut Butter Cup of movies that you're hoping for. <laughs> oh, what a, what a good... It's like the first time they tried to do it. It's like in the commercial where they just put chocolate and peanut butter together like... As it is, and they're like, but it's not the same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching those and being like, I'm pretty sure it would be pretty similar. <laughs> uh, shall we go into the audience reviews? Yes, let's. Because they there are some crazy ones here. Well, um, they're just about all of them are like, woo, go Tyler Perry. Well, Wahida K gives it four stars and says... Simply, I loved this movie. Secretly bought even a DVD. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, um, anonymous. Okay. So nobody's name. Uh, four and a half stars. Misleading, but really good. <laughs> Fair enough, anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate P. gives it four stars as well, and he says, Though not as subtle as some earlier Medeas, that's the, that's the first line, <laughs> this installment does present quite an existential struggle between Medea's two opposing personalities. Quite the juxtaposition. Not quite the character development as Medea's Christmas or Medea survives a Cuban prison, but engaging and intellectually stimulating nonetheless. Medea, what? Medea <laughs> Cuban prison? A Cuban prison. That's, That's one not of them, a right? movie. I don't know. I, I, mean, he's, I mean, I know Harold and Kumar escaped from Guantanamo Bay, but... Are you sure Medea wasn't in that? Because <laughs> I don't remember liking that movie very much, so I figured maybe she is in that somewhere. <laughs> okay, well, Perry L. Hmm. Uh, gave it four stars and wrote a very compelling review. I did not get to watch it. 
Oh, you hack, Perry. <laughs> uh, this is a good, this is a good one. Um, from anonymous. Uh, okay, there is no uh, punctuation in this, so bear with me here. This is five star review. Okay. Medea goes to jail is so funny in a way from Tyler Perry. He decided to make plays before the movies came out to theaters, and Medea goes to jail. The movie was funny. Medea is so funny. <laughs> uh, Tiana S. Uh, gave it four stars, mm-hmm. and their review is. <laughs> Are you sure you got all the haws? I think I did. Okay, okay. I, ca- I was counting them as I was going. <laughs> I've got one more, Nathan, and it's a five-star review from Hester B. And it simply says, I have never been to jail, but don't push it. Well, (laughs) my last one, and this is one of the dissenting opinions. This is part of the 4%. Half a star from Anand K. wrote, if you got straight F's in school, you'll probably find the Medea movies hilarious. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a hard, hard take. Sharp as a knife. Yeah, right? Well, that's Medea Goes to Jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan, I guess I should uh, give a little hint to Rue as to what we- movie we're going to cover next week. So I'll do that right now. Next week, now normally at this point, you know, Patty picked the movie this week. And normally I'd have Mariah pick next week. But we're going to shake it up a little bit. And uh, Mariah is going to pick our final movie of this month. Of okay. Month of February. Uh, we are doing something special because next week is the day Next week is the day before Valentine's Day when, when our episode will be airing. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> to me. <laughs> Your birthday's on Valentine's Day? No, the day before. Oh, oh, shit. There you go. And now people are going to identity thief me. Ah, you're screwed. <laughs> uh, so we are going to do a very special episode. You know what? I'm not even going to hint it. I'm just going to say that Valentine's Day theme will be very strong with the movie that we do next week. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Good hint. Thanks. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> hint. <laughs> Um, okay, well, with that out of the way, uh, Nathan, is Montrose Munkington there to say hello? Yes, he is. Just come on, up here. Hello! It's your good friend Montrose Munkington Third Esquire from Bananashire upon Hampton. And I-, I must say, I would definitely be part of the 96%. I do like a good Tyler Perry movie. Brendan keeps telling me there aren't any, but I don't believe him. Uh, but that aside... The Star Trek movie was a good Tyler Perry movie, I guess. I did enjoy him in that as well. And yes. and, and Gone Girl. <laughs> okay. So, um, as I was saying before, uh, you can come over to my YouTube channel if you want to see uh, some reviews on, on wrestling, uh, usually from the nights when they happened. Uh, come over to Montrose Monkington TV on YouTube. Uh, you can also be a friend of mine on Facebook at Montrose Monkington Third Esquire and Friends. Uh, you can also follow me on the Twitter at Montrose the Third. That's the number three RD. Thank you. More later. Barber. What, what are you saying? Barber. What's wrong with your tongue? Sir letter, murderers. Do you, did you have that thing that happened to Michael Douglas? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Well, well. So long. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Bye. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Bye. Good night. Hallelujah. I'm just leaving. Goodbye. Okay, bye. He's gone. Oh, got him. <laughs> First victory. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, let's uh, let's go into the plugs. You can find us all over the place. We're on all the podcatchers, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to right now. Podbean, of course, our home base. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. You can search for us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. You can find us on TeePublic, Redbubble. Just search for the podcast and you'll find it. Yes. And Podchaser. <laughs> what? That's another one that we're on. Like Podkit Knife and the Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Society? No, this one's real. Oh, I don't know. That sounds made up. Well, you guys just put podchaser.com into your internet box and... Uh, <laughs> throw it in your Google machine? Yeah, throw it in your Google machine and set it to uh, 88 gigawatts or whatever the fuck. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. There you go. Get it right. Uh, 88 miles an hour, that's what right. it was. Yes. Okay. I, I just mixed the two up. So get the flux capacitor out. and <laughs> You don't want to pull a Chris Jericho. <laughs> What? Oh, you didn't? Didn't you ever hear that story when he got to meet Christopher Lloyd? Oh no! Yeah, he um, <laughs> he was inebriated apparently, uh, not Christopher Lloyd, uh, Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. and uh, he was they were wrestling uh, and they were out at the bar, and he kept saying. Uh, 1.21 gigawatts. He just kept saying that over and over, and saying, "Marty, we gotta get the we gotta get the DeLorean up to 1.21 gigawatts." And then apparently Christopher Lloyd got fed up with this, and he said, "88 miles an hour. You have to get it up to 88 miles an hour. It uses 1.21 gigawatts." <laughs> Christopher Lloyd probably not knowing who the fuck this guy is either. Oh, not at all, because this was in his younger days. Oh, that too, yeah. I I feel like still now he'd be like, who the hell are you? (laughs) Probably. Uh, But yeah, it was in the the first, I think it was the first Jericho book, the Lion's Tale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His journey around the world in spandex or something like that. I've read that, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. No, it's a good, this fun little story in that book. (laughs) Well, on that note, so to end this uh, here podcast, Nathan, mm-hmm. I guess I just have to ask you uh, some questions. Well, well, go right ahead. In a movie where Tyler Perry is um, creating this world where we go back and forth between hor- horrifying melodrama and goofy sketch-em-ups... Well, yes, but he's doing that because really what he wants, like I said, it's, it's a very Shakespearean thing where uh. where he's creating uh, he's creating drama, but he needs he knows that the audience needs a bit of a break, so he brings levity to it, levity to it. I'm glad I could answer that question. Uh, in a movie where, oh boy, in a movie where it takes 72 minutes for Medea to go to jail. Well, the reason Tyler and, Perry would have done that oh, um, is because that he knows that you don't just you don't just give it right out of the gate. You 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 stretch it out. He is a 
storyteller at heart, and he he knows to to, to draw out uh, the story to so the audience will anticipate. I mean, it's just a true oh, shine of a great author. <sighs> In a movie where. <laughs> it's okay okay i you know what when i think of tyler perry movies i weep with joy as well because it's a true no. it's just a true fulfillment of the american no. dream where a man no. has, has just pulled himself up what? by his own sauce and what were they thinking uh, but well, she's all you'd ever want she's the kind i'd like to flaunt and take to dinner but she always knows her place She's got style, she's got grace She's a winner She's a lady Oh, 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 she's a lady Talking about that little lady And the lady is mine But she's never in the way Always something nice to say I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle, mother. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say. Fun stuff. Well, you. Don't run the listeners away, PJ. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace.